This is the Chasing Best Podcast with Coach Josh Niblett. Chasing Best is brought to you by John Lilly and Windsor Welt and Philip Forrester and the team at Gainesville Jewelry. Well, I want to welcome you in again this week for a, another episode of Chasing Best, and I hope you've had a awesome week. You know, last week we talked about you and only you, um, and I hope by going through that last week that you did realize, and that it was maybe a little bit more, you were a little bit more cognizant of that. You know what? There is only a life I can live, only a person I can reach. Only a message I can give, only a moment I can live, and only a mission I can accomplish. And so I hope that was part of your week this past week. It sure was a part of mine. Um, you know, in all facets of my life, as a as a husband, as a father, as a man of faith, um, and also as a as a coach and as a friend and a mentor. Um, I take all of those things serious. But today, I want to talk to you about something that's a little bit different, um, and it's highly important to me, where I'm at in my life, where I have been in my life when I was young, middle-aged, now I'm getting a little bit older, but I think it's something that we all struggle with. I think it's something that we all have battles with on a day-to-day basis, and that is fear. See, I firmly believe that when you wake up every morning, your mindset's one of two things. You're either convicted by your fate or you're condemned by your fears. And the thing about it, whatever's in our mind, we get to control. You know, we get to make that choice. I know I'm a person that probably puts some things in my mind and fears some things that don't even ever happen. And then you have anxiety about it, you stress about it, and and there's different things in life that you deal with that you go through that. And I think we all, I would venture to say, have have dealt with that at some point in time in our life. Some of us may be dealing with it right now. And today I'm going to get a little more spiritual with you today because, you know, I think there's there's a book called the Bible, that whenever I'm having issues and battling fear, that's where I find my answers. You know, if you look in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. I think a lot of times when we can't see stuff, when we can't feel it, when we can't talk to it, or don't feel like we can actually physically talk to it, get a response like we really want to get back, that we don't trust it. But it tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, when it says that faith, that that faith that I'm talking about, that conviction of faith that you wake up with every day, that, that drives you, um, that gives you comfort, um, that helps you feel prepared uh, for any moment, any condition, any circumstance that you may have to go through that day. 
because there's a lot of things, most of the stuff that we fear, we think we're going to experience, and a lot of times we don't ever experience. But the things that we actually do go through that we don't fear, whether we handle it right or handle it wrong, are usually the things that we handle the best. And then I think the conviction of things not seen. You know, when you wake up every day, there are certain routine things that you do every day. You know, for me, it's wake up, it's make my bed, it's brush my teeth, um, it's make a cup of coffee, it's little things that I know how it's going to be, and it's routine. I mean, it's probably almost the exact same thing every single day. And we are creatures of habit. I mean, we love routine. We don't like surprises. We like to have things laid out. And when things change or when things don't happen the same way, then we lose a little bit of that conviction. But God tells us in Hebrews, he says this, to have conviction of things not seen. Like, I want to have a conviction when I wake up every day of some of the people that I'm going to get to experience. Some of the opportunities, like we go back to last week, where only you, like having a conviction that only you get to impact somebody's life. And you may not even know who that is because, you know, a lot of the things that we want, we want to see it first. We want to see it. We want to kind of feel it. Um, the other day, it's funny, the other day, my wife and I were sitting out by the pool and the pool right now uh, is really, really cold. And so... We were sitting out there and, you know, most of the time, like if you want to test the water, you know, you stick your toe in there, you might stick your foot in there and then test the water. Oh, it's too cold or whatever. But instead of doing that the other day, I just jumped in and, and it was cold. It was extremely cold and it took my breath away. But I had told myself dealing with that because you might have something, and I know that's kind of small, like having a fear of jumping in cold water, but instead of letting the fear condemn me, the conviction of, hey, I'm going to go do this today. You know, there's there's small things that you do in life that there's certain things that you need to be convicted by that will help you get better every day, that will help you grow every day, that will help you be you every day. And when I think about battling fear and I think about all of us and how we have to battle it, you know, it's you know, it's in difficult times or good times. Like, what do we fill our minds with? I mean, seriously, what are we filling our minds with? You know, fear really stands for one or two things. You've probably heard this saying before. You're either one when fear comes your way, you forget everything and you run, or you face everything and you rise. When a battle comes your way, when things like don't go your way like you wanted to maybe when your routine's off or maybe you wake up in the morning you don't feel good you feel sick um you know what kind of toughness do you have to overcome that or do we set in and let the fear take over i want to challenge you today to face it and rise above it see it's important to be informed it's important to be prepared and ready to the best of our ability and, and not overload our mind with too much information that incites fear, that brings fear in. 
Because there's a lot of times like we we're consumed with so many things um, because we have so much knowledge or we're informed by so many things that we, we don't think about the positive that can come from. We think about the negative. I'm the world's worst. You know, when we get ready to play on a Friday night, like I'm trying to go worst case scenario. So, you know, if, if we turn the ball over, or we give up a big play or we don't have a big play on special teams. I'm already trying to prepare myself for what we're going to do. Now you can call that good, bad, indifferent or whatever, but here's the one fact about it though. If that opportunity never comes that thing that I fear the most, whether it was, you know, a play or a particular point in time in the game, and it never comes, then guess what? Guess how much energy you waste on that? Guess how much thought process you waste on that that you could be using for something else? See, God's honored when we play our part, no doubt. God's honored when we play our part, but we must allow him to handle the rest. I mean, it's my job to wake up every day with a clear mind and a full heart to be convicted by my faith, not condemned by my fears. And no matter what comes my way, try to have the greatest thought process about how am I going to be able to face it and then rise above it but then putting all my faith and trust in, hey, God, look, I'm here, and, you know, I don't know how to handle this. I mean, I think the quickest thing that a lot of us, we feel like the more I fear it, then the better I'll feel about it. Or then if it doesn't ever happen, then, you know, we're excited that it's gone, and we don't even really think about how much energy we spent on it, how much time we wasted, um, that we could have been doing something else. So God, I mean, he does. He, I mean, he wants you and is honored by you playing your part, but we got to let him handle the rest. What we want to do is we want to handle it all. Then when we get to that point where we fear so much, where we struggle so much, then we want to turn to God and get him to help us. But look, when things go beyond our reach and we feel we've lost control, I mean, we often let our minds run rampant with fear-filled thoughts and what if scenarios i mean think about it i mean think about the last time you had a what if scenario like what if this happens um and before we know it our actions are not rational look we'll do anything to help a fear to cure a fear to get rid of a fear I want to read you something out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It says, and I love this, and I want you to be able to take this. I don't care what age you are, what you're dealing with in life, your circumstances, your conditions. But I want you to be able to take this scripture, and I want you to take it. I want you to use it every day. And I want you to just think about it every day you wake up. I want you to think about it every night. You know, remember the three of the thrive we talk about, live, love, and matter? You know, those are the things that we want to do every day. Like, we want to live every day, all right? And we want to love every day, and we want to matter every day. And when I'm consumed by fear, I may live, but I'm just walking around. I may love, 
that maybe I'm not loving the right way, but I'm probably not going to matter because I'm so consumed by my fear that I'm oblivious to what's going on around me and the different things that I can impact and be a part of. But in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says this. It says to think about things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. Wow. So the next time you have some fear that creeps in, like maybe you want to put this on your phone. Maybe it needs to be somewhere where when fear sets in, you can stop and you can hit something on your phone. Maybe it's your notes and you put in your notes and you read this. And then maybe it'll get your thought process back where it needs to be. Look, we have to control what we can control. And when we're really good at controlling the things we can control, then you know what? There's a lot of times without effort that we control the things that we cannot control. I'm going to read that scripture one more time. It says to think about things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. And what I want to do really quick is I want to give you just a little bit of insight on each one of these. You know, I remember the first time I ever read this scripture and I thought, well, there's your plan right there. There's God's plan. Now I got to have a purpose. My purpose is to be convicted by my faith. So if I can put my faith in, in God's word, put my faith in what God has in store for my life, that he knows what's best for me and I need to play my part, let him play his part, then I'm supposed to be thinking on these things. True. What is true? We have a saying in our program, High Truth, High Love. And the truth, the truth's important. And it's important for us to live a true life. My question to you is, are your thoughts true? The thoughts that you have, the things that make you fear, the things that you put or we conjure up in our mind that may never happen, are your thoughts true? See, we got to focus on what is real and authentic. We got to focus on those things that God has called us to be, has chosen us to do. The second one is noble. Noble. I love this word. See, because we're children of God, see, we're at the highest ranks. Noble. The highest ranks. Our thoughts should be royal. Our thoughts should be that of the highest rank. And we can't allow ourselves to think in an unkind or repulsive manner. And when it does, we got to press pause. Like, we got to stop. Because the thing about it is, whether you're at home with your children or your wife or whether you're at work or you're, you know, with friends or whatever it may be, Remember what we always said, like, it's not what you say to someone, it's not what you do to someone, but yet it's how you make them feel. And if we're repulsive and unkind, then people are going to struggle really wanting to be around us. So I'm going to challenge you. That word noble, that's not a word we use every day, you know? That's not a word that's probably in our vocabulary when we're talking about, hey, how do I overcome my fears? Well, let me be a little more noble. 
Let me be a little bit more in my thought process to be royal. See, because that's what God intends us to be. Sometimes we just don't intend for ourselves to be that. The third one is, is right. Right. Thinking right thoughts. I want you to hear this. When you think right thoughts, that means you're allowing accuracy and appropriateness to guide you. See, we're called to right living, right thinking by God's Word. See, we're called every morning to be convicted by our faith, not condemned by our fears. And the more I think the right thoughts and not the wrong thoughts, because remember when Neb was on here with us the second week and we talked about it's not the first thought you have, but the second thought? I'm not saying you're not ever going to have bad thoughts. I'm not ever saying that you're not going to have a thought of fear. But it's the second thought. Do you feed it? Do you continuously feed it throughout the day? Do you feed it for two days, three days? Now all of a sudden it's a week and you about made yourself sick. Because once you battle fear, if you continue to feed that fear, it'll get you physically. It'll get you physically. And so I'm going to challenge you again to think the right thoughts. And when it's not the right thought on the first thought, then get it changed then change it to the right thought so you can now have the appropriateness and the accuracy that will guide you. The fourth one is pure. You know, I pray for my children every day. I pray for my life, but I pray for my children every day for purity. You think about good. You know, I think about good. I think about upright. You know, I think about honest things. That's pure. Purity. Purity of thought. Purity of action. Purity of life. See, when we're thinking about the good things and we're living the good things and we're impacting the good way and we're upright in our decisions, upright in our behavior, upright in how we treat people, and when we're honest to all those things, then there's a purity about us. Look, you you know as well as I do, you could sit down and talk to people and you know whether they're pure, genuine, and authentic. And you know if their thoughts are pure, genuine, and authentic. And to me, that th that's one of the greatest compliments you can give anyone. Is if somebody talks to me, well, hey, what would you think about him? What would you think about her? And just, I think they're pure. I mean, I think they're pure. You know, it's kind of like you have, like, purities. You know, and it's, it's, there's nothing added in there. Like, just be you. Be you. Be pure you. We talked about last week about you being you, but I want you to be pure you, like what God's called you to be, what God has chose you to be. Don't add other things into it. Like, you don't need fear added into you. You don't need anxiety added into you. You don't need stress added into you. Look, I know. I live it personally. And I deal with that. And I pray about it every day. I pray about it. But you know the one thing about it is I deal with it. I'm seeking ways to be more pure every day. I'm seeking ways to have those right thoughts, to be noble and to be true. The fifth one is lovely. See, the beauty of life, like, I think what's so awesome is, is like, is to allow our minds to think about those kind of things that are lovely, like look for good. You know, Anybody can look for bad. Anybody can look for bad. 
Let me say that again. Anybody can look for bad. When you wake up every day, like, maybe it's raining, maybe you don't feel good. Maybe the shirt you wanted to wear that day is not clean. I don't know. Whatever it may be, you can always look for the bad in it. And I'll be honest with you, it's usually a lot easier to have a bad attitude than to have a good attitude. It is. And you can say whatever you want. And I, I, I'm a firm believer because if you look at people nowadays, like it's just like people are like just seem to be mad all the time. Like it's hard to get people to smile. It's hard to get people to just talk about the good things in life and not the bad things in life. And I think the more we could train our thoughts to think on those lovely things, and look, what's lovely to you may not be lovely to somebody else. But if it's lovely to you, then it matters to you. And you know what? That positive attitude, positive vibe and energy that you bring, no matter whether they see it lovely or not, oh, it's going to make them feel good but it's going to make them think about things that are lovely also. So you impact. The next one is admirable. See, admirable is what most people want. But do we want admirable thoughts? Like, do you want your thoughts to be admirable? Like, all of us want to be admired. Like, somebody says, hey, I admire him. I mean, that's, that's one of the ultimate compliments, right? I mean, that means... If I admire him, that means there might be a part of me that he inspires me to, to be a different person. He inspires me to do things. But do we want admirable thoughts within ourselves? Do you admire your thoughts? Let me ask you that from a personal standpoint. Do you admire your own thoughts, the thoughts that you have every day, every second of the day? Do you admire your thoughts? Thoughts have credible, like, we want thoughts that are credible. We want thoughts that have substance, that have something to them, that allow us to live in a way that is commendable. So it's not your actions. Remember we went back. It's not what you have that people admire. They may, but they're admiring you for the wrong reasons. And it may be that what you do, people admire you for that, but they're admiring you for the wrong reasons. If they admire you for who you are, then there's a probably a good chance they're admiring you for your thoughts, for the person that you are. That's what you want. Then there's the word excellent. Wow. I mean, when I think of excellent, I think about chasing best. I mean, I think it's right. It's a, I always think about chasing best like a pursuit of excellence. It's a pursuit of excellence with no norms, no guidelines. It's a continuous pursuit of excellence. So what is excellence? It's the best of the best. That's what excellence is. It's the best of the best. It's not perfect, but excellence is, is seeking to take things to a whole nother level. And then when you get to that level, you seek to take it to another level and then to another level and then to another level. And if I'm always seeking excellence, then I will never seek fear. If I'm convicted to live a life to pursue excellence, then I'll never be condemned by the fears that will cause me not to pursue that. 
See, when our thoughts are like when we're, our thoughts are that of excellence, I mean, that means they're superb, exceptional, and fabulous. Superb, exceptional, and fabulous. How about those three words? I mean, everybody, man, he's superb. He's got a, I mean, she's superb. He's fabulous. She's exceptional. See, excellent thoughts leads us to live excellent lives. Excellent thoughts leads us to live excellent lives. And then the last one is worthy of praise. Wow. You know, I think we've all lived our life in a lot of point in times <laughs> to gain praise. I mean, we're, we're kind of in a praise-oriented, I guess, society. I mean, it's nice to be patted on the back. I think it's nice to be wanted it's nice to be appreciated and it's nice to be complimented but in in this scripture let me ask you a question what thoughts do you have in your mind what thoughts have you had today yesterday all right what thoughts are you gonna have moving forward that are worthy of praise And when I think about thoughts that are worthy of praise, I think about thoughts about God, His ways, His plans, and His creation. Those are worthy of praise. See, there's nothing I've done in life. There's no game I've won, no championship I've won that's just worthy of praise. Now, I'll say this. The 200, so maybe 300, 400 lives on a Wednesday night and a voluntary Bible study in my house that have come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that's worthy of praise. Not for me, but of God. That's worthy of praise for God. And see, that's the thing. When you wake up every day, when you make it about you and you being praised, because see, here's the deal. When I think about God, God's thoughts, God's creations, God's ways, God's actions toward me and what he's done in my life, then as I continue to grow, it's not about me being praised, but it's about the praise that God gets through me because it's all about living for his will, living to glorify him. I don't care if you're a coach, you're a teacher, you work, you're a CEO, you're a boss, you're a preacher, you're a nurse, you know, whatever it may be, whatever job you do, maybe you're not old enough to have a job yet. Maybe you're a student, maybe you're an athlete. I don't know. Maybe you're retired. But when you think about worthy of praise, I don't want you to think about you. I want you to think about what you've done that God can receive praise through your actions, through who you are, through your thoughts. So I'll ask you again, what thoughts have you had that are worthy of praise? See, I mean, the thing about it is, I mean, we're not, I think we worry about the future so much. Think about it. I mean, that's really why we fear. We fear about what's about to happen. We don't fear about what happened. We fear about what's going to happen. And we spend our whole life worried about things that may never happen. And if they do, you know what? Let's deal with it. 
Let's deal with it. I remember Will Smith one time was talking about height. He was doing the skydiving. And he was talking about skydiving. And he said the night before he couldn't sleep. Like, he was good all the way up to about 24 hours before he knew that they were going to jump. And he couldn't sleep. He got up the next morning, couldn't he? (laughs) Down on the plane. I mean, all the way up until the point of stepping off. And then he said, you know what? Once I stepped off, he goes, yeah, it was exhilarating and it was was scary. But I was no more scared at that point in time because I feared it all the way up to it than if I would have just been a little bit of fear when I stepped out. See, there's things we deal with in life that we're, we're going to have to deal with. There's things that we fear that may happen, but you just got to face it. You got to rise above it. And then when we do that, then you know what? We've made a difference. And you're going to handle it better and better and better. And you know what? It's just going to make you better. Because I've said this about things. When it's too tough for them, it's just right for us. When it's too tough for them, it's just right for us. The things that you fear, if you have to face them, you face them in your eyes. But most of the time, the things that we come up with in the future, let's quit worrying about the future. Look, we learn from the past, but we live moving forward. But it doesn't say we live moving forward by skipping over in three days from now. It's like living the moment moving forward. See, fate's the key. And one thing that I've always tried to do is like, my future is God's job. I just want to live for his will. I want to fulfill his purpose for my life. And I want to make sure I carry out his plan. I'm going to tell you this. I just want you to do this for me. This is just me personally. I trust in God in everything that I do. And I pray that he'll change my thoughts one thought at a time. If I've got a bad thought, then you know what? Second thought's got to be better. But I, I want to I wanna encourage you, not challenge you. I want to encourage you to wake up every day, to be convicted by your faith. Your faith is so great. Your faith is so huge. Your faith is so big. Your faith is so awesome that you don't have time to worry about fear. In this scripture that we talked about, in Philippians 4, 8, take it. Use it. Think on those things. I want to tell you, this is a message today that I deal with. I deal with on a daily basis. I think a lot of us do. So let's keep getting after it. Let's keep facing it and rising above it together. I pray for you. And understand this. Let's keep chasing best. And look, we can't have fear and chase best. 
we can't have fear and exceptions and chase best. Like we got to say, hey, you know what? I'm convicted by chasing best today. That's all I'm consumed with. That's all I'm thinking about. That's all I'm focused on. Let's do it. Let's do that this week. And remember, when we're chasing best, we may never obtain it, but we can keep chasing it. God bless you and keep chasing best. This is the Chasing Best Podcast with Coach Josh Niblett.